Hi, and welcome to Process, a podcast where we have honest conversations about what it takes to manage the ups and downs of the creative process. I'm Marcela Chamorro, your host. This is episode number five. On this episode, I'm super excited to be talking to Aldo Aguirre, a new friend of mine I met recently in Panama at Startup Week in Central America. We had great conversations on that trip to Panama, so I'm excited to share another conversation with Aldo here on the podcast. Aldo is the Latin America director of Techstars community programs, including Startup Weekend and much more. In this episode, we'll be talking about being an entrepreneur and how working inside a quote-unquote corporate environment doesn't have to stifle creativity. Let's get to it. Aldo, it's awesome to have you on. Aldo, thank you for being on Process. No, thank you for having me. Tell us a little bit about what you do uh, for all the listeners out there who are not familiar with Techstars and what it's all about. Well, right now I'm the head of the Latin American office for the community programs of Techstars. Techstars is a company that tries to get all the entrepreneurs from inspiration to IPO. So we are divided in three branches, let's say. We have everything related to the corporate fund, everything that's related to funding for startups. Then we also have the most, um, the thing for what Techstars is known the most, that it's, it's acceleration programs. They are a several 13-week uh, programs in which uh, startups start working in a very uh, mentorship-driven program just to, to improve and and great, create some additional traction to their company. And then we have the community programs, which is uh, recently um, a new acquisition of the Texters family. We were previously up global, although we were up global, the company behind everything related with Startup Weekend, Startup Next, Startup Digest, all these programs that are a little bit more focused on the early stage entrepreneur. And you are heading up the Latin America office for those events. I, just to give listeners a background, I met you at Startup Weekend Central America, where I was a mentor and your role was a facilitator. That was right. I had the pleasure of facilitating the events. It's not something that I usually do. I do in just some occasions, but, but yeah, that's basically it. We are uh, the office behind everything Startup Weekend and Startup Next in Latin America. So you work with a ton of entrepreneurs, or in this case, people who want to become entrepreneurs. Let's call them like about to be preneurs. Do you find that most people who engage with Startup Weekend and all the other events that you oversee, do you find that most of them are creative? Yes. Either they are creative or at least they have a notion of what, what being creative means to them and how they want to exploit it. And we were, it's funny because we were discussing a little earlier, as soon as we got on the call, that you don't consider yourself creative. Is that right? That's right. Actually, uh, when, when I knew the, the conversation was going to be a little bit around creativity, I started like thinking, well, but I'm not sure I'm the most creative person in the world. You know, I come, before I, I was uh, director of the Latin American office, I was part of the, the finance team. Or of global. So it's not usually that you think, oh, yeah, finance is the most creative people. So yeah, I, I don't really think I'm very creative, but I don't know if that's something like related with imposter syndrome or something like that. You were an entrepreneur before you worked at Up Global, is that correct? Exactly. Uh, before I joined Up Global, I was an entrepreneur for, I don't know, it was like eight, from eight to 10 years. Uh, I had a software uh, company in a Delhi. Uh, restaurant and I also had a, for a little bit of a short period of time 
a non-traditional business incubator in the north of Mexico. That, that was basically my experience as an entrepreneur. And what prompted to you to rejoin the quote-unquote corporate environment at Up Global? I decided to join Up Global uh, when the position to, to work with the Startup Weekend team became available for Latin America. Startup Weekend was such a, an important part of my professional development and my personal growth that just being able to, to contribute and do something a little bit more bigger than myself with a company uh, so global and a program Startup Weekend was just very, very appealing to me. And even if, if Up Global and now Texters, we're part of a corporation, uh, the good thing is that it's a corporation that really welcomes entrepreneurs and the entrepreneurial way of thinking. And just you're not stuck in the in a box on the way you, you need to solve problems or do things or achieve your goals. So that was also very, very appealing. It just working with people that have the same mindset and the same desire to change the world, even if that sounds very romantic, that made me very eager to just jump into the Startup Weekend team. And this leads me exactly to where I wanted to get you, <laughs> which is why you feel that you are not a creative person when you are working with a team that is so open to your creativity. I spent four or five days with you and I could think of numerous ways in which you are creative and you cannot. <laughs> I wonder why that is. Uh, we were talking a little bit before we got on the call about what makes you creative. And I mentioned, for example, you facilitate sessions. You say that you don't do it often. How many startup weekends do you facilitate or events, Startup Next, for example, per year would you estimate? For example, uh, I think last year it was four, and maybe this year I'm going to close at six, maybe seven. How do you realize that you are a very funny and engaging facilitator? Uh, you had must in, I think we were cracking up almost the entire time, and you don't, I guess maybe that's something that you don't value. I find that very interesting. Maybe it's like you you say that. Aldo's one of the, the people who said that I should be like a life coach or business coach, and I find it very interesting that you hadn't recognized that in yourself. It's one of the things that I remember most about you. Well, first of all, thank you, because it really helps me uh, look at myself from another perspective. And uh, second of all, it's just, I don't know, look, when we, talk, when we talk about creativity, we usually, I don't know, you might think of an artist or a, something a little bit more on, on the basic definition of creativity, right? So you even, you even mentioned on how my emails were very creative because I include GIFs and I put like uh, funny headlines. And I don't know, I just find that I've never thought about that being creative, but it actually is because it's just a, a different way of, of achieving the, the results that we wanted to, to get. Like sometimes just cracking up a joke in the middle of a facilitation. It's not because I'm trying to be funny itself it's just i'm trying to make everybody feel comfortable and after you laugh at yourself people find it easier just to to laugh at themselves and give themselves the opportunity of being a little bit more creative or naive or just going back a little bit on on what we do on on startup weekend and assuming not everybody understands there's this part of of the startup weekend event it's a 54-hour event in which you go from a business idea to a prototype 
and you understand customer validation and other things. But there's this moment in which on Friday evening, you have to present your business idea. And I don't know how many of, of your listeners have been in the position in which you share something that you feel is valuable, like a good business idea. And then you have a lot of people looking around just saying like, ah, no, that's not something, uh, that's not a good idea. That's the worst idea I've heard. So we're very used, to, people are used to that type of feedback or, or, or know that if they see something that is like the best business idea ever, somebody may say something negative. So what we try to do in Startup Weekend, just thinking that the people that actually go are sometimes uh, first time entrepreneurs or it's people that just want to understand what this entrepreneurship craziness is about. So we try to make it welcoming. And I think this is one of the ways of making a little bit more welcome, just telling crazy stories or making something funny or telling about the ways that we fucked up on our first startups. It's just, and I'm yeah, rambling. Sure. No, no. I think that it's you're getting to the point where you're realizing that your goal is to make people feel comfortable in a very stressful environment and a very vulnerable environment. Because the ideas that they come up with are their babies. And your method of making them, achieving that level of comfort is through humor. And that is a creative act. And, and, and would you, you say you, that you Robin Williams is not creative? Like, of course he's creative. And you're a comedian. You just don't realize it. I think that's, I think it's awesome. This is the, I think the gem of our conversation right here. We have established that Aldo is a creative, humorous person. I win. That, that's why <laughs> I tell you, you need to be a life coach. Uh, uh, you're funny. So now that we have established that you are creative, and I just want to share with everybody listening that when I shared with Aldo that I was going to be creating this podcast and ask him to be a guest, he sent me a gift that said, that's brilliant. And I, I cried, I cracked up. I'm not going to lie. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to include it in the show notes. So I have a, well, you mentioned that being an accountant or in the accounting department, most people wouldn't think that's creative, but there's something in you, just as a, another side note, there's something in you that led the team to pull you out of that role and put you in another role. So that's just food for thought. But I would love to hear what is your biggest struggle or the biggest struggle that you've been through in the past creative or otherwise and how you dealt with it. I think our last night in Panama, you and I had a long conversation and we, we talked a lot about the downsides of entrepreneurship and, and other things. And we talked a little bit about your businesses and, and how it went. But I would love if you could share something with our listeners about your struggles and how you overcame. I think one of the biggest struggles that I have right now and that I've had like a little, since a little while ago is that I've always categorize myself as an entrepreneur right so right now i'm not i'm not being the definition entrepreneur like I, I have a day job i have a paycheck steady paycheck coming every month isn't that nice it is nice it is nice. like at least before i started i took the role of the the direction of latin american office like just not being in charge of getting the payroll oh my god it was uh, not being responsible for the people was a very, very interesting feeling, you know. But the thing is that I'm trying to reconcile a little bit of my ego just because I've always been like Aldo D entrepreneur, right? And right now I'm doing a job in which I am actually helping entrepreneurs. I'm helping develop uh, early stage entrepreneurs now with the with the acquisition by Techstars, now I have the opportunity to help 
entrepreneurs that have are not early stage but a little bit more ready for scale up I, I have the opportunity to help them get to their next stage and that's very interesting and that excites me a lot but it's not what by definition like i previously categorized myself as you know so um, you so are putting in in, this, in essence you are teaching and helping because you taught a lot there was just to give everybody some background at Startup Week in Panama, where I was a, a mentor, we would sit in a room in kind of like a, a U-shape, me and the, along with the other mentors and Aldo. And every team with their idea, I think there was 12, eventually like 11, I think, uh, would come in and present their idea. And then we would have five to 10 minutes to rip it to pieces <laughs> and help them put it back together. Um, yeah. And you definitely were teaching and facilitating that learning for them. So in essence, you have given up not, I mean, it may be temporarily that role of entrepreneur to serve other entrepreneurs. How does that feel? It's a very weird feeling because I actually think I am like, I'm a better like entrepreneur coach or entrepreneur uh, advisor than an actual entrepreneur. You know, uh, sometimes I feel that and, and it's and saying that that's a hard statement for me because I've always pride myself of being an entrepreneur, you know. So it's difficult, but it's really, really interesting. Like just getting to talk with people that we've worked with before, people that just started as, at a startup weekend and knowing what they're doing right now and that they're either leaving out of their startup or just uh, growing or having like a lot of traction. It's really, really, really great. But it's just different or it's difficult for myself personally just to to be comfortable with the change in the mindset, you know. Also because there's there's this part of, of my entrepreneurial journey in which I did have businesses and I did like pretty well, but it like I didn't IPO or I didn't have these millions of dollars in revenue, you know. So there's this part of the imposter syndrome, just saying like how how can you be telling these guys all this stuff if you never really got to that point, you know? I get that. But I also think that there's value in being able from the outside, an outsider's perspective, to help somebody who's going through something that they can't see. And it's not really about, at least in it, it's not for me, about feeling like an imposter, but recognizing that your situation is different from theirs and that may allow you to give them the advice or the words that they need to hear uh, or direction. So you don't have to IPO to teach somebody to IPO. You just need to be out of their situation. They're out of their stress of the everyday entrepreneurial journey to be able to see where they need help. They might not be able to see as clearly. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally does. And that, that's the thing that we want to be like, there's type of coaching or type of help that needs to be from people that have been there and done that. But it doesn't mean that it has to be like the only way of, of creating value or generating value for, in this case, an entrepreneur, you know? I definitely agree. And I, another interesting topic that we've discussed, you and I, at length is the role of the ego. And I, <laughs> I hesitate to bring this up, but I just think that it's, it's an interesting component here in that you mentioning that your biggest struggle has been to let go of the that label entrepreneur and focus on teaching and helping others. That is 
a letting go of the ego, even though you might not recognize it. Is it more fulfilling to be an entrepreneur or to help entrepreneurs in your case? In my case, it's just helping entrepreneurs. Like one of the reasons that I actually think that I wasn't like the best entrepreneur ever is that I wasn't really focused or, or just the importance of the economical value that it's generated through a startup or a business. It wasn't that appealing to me. Like I've never been very well off uh, economically wise, but I've never been in a, in a struggle. So it just wasn't like that part wasn't as appealing to me. It was more about the growth, more about creating things, more about creating something out of nothing that made me made it interesting. And you're so not creative. The, I love this. I love this conversation. It's, we're coming like full circle, <laughs> and uh, and it's it's interesting to hear all of this because. You are exactly why I think this podcast should exist because there are so many, there's so many gems that are hidden in the day to day. Does that make sense? Like you're, you're saying that you're more fulfilled and you're more focused on creating than on selling. And I don't know. I, I think it's a beautiful thing. I, this is a, I'm very happy with this conversation. Oh, so am I. See, th this is, we need to do this more often. I know. Podcast podcasts, or not. Podcasts or not. <laughs> I think podcasting and, and it's, it's difficult. And I will share with everybody just a personal note that one of the main reasons why I am creating this podcast is because I live in Nicaragua. And it's really fun to go to cool events like we met up in Panama and that's where I met you. But then I come home. And the creative community here is smaller than I would like. And it is, this is my way of reaching out and forcing myself to have conversations, important conversations, because I think that conversations is where growth happens with people that I don't have access to all the time. So there, now you know some backstory why this exists, but this is exactly why we need to do it more often and why hopefully through other um, interviews, everybody, whether they live in Nicaragua or the United States or Kenya, will get some value from learning from Aldo and his creative, humorous journey. What do you wish, Aldo, that you would have known when you started? And I'll let you choose before you started your own business or before you joined up global, whatever you, what do you wish you had known? I think there are two, I've been writing down like some of my thoughts and some of my biggest learnings and some of the things that I really, really like, uh, like sharing with people. It's basically two things, intentionality and setting expectations. Like just looking back at either my business partners, either like girlfriends, just whenever I had something that I really struggled with. It was either because I didn't set expectations or made sure that we all had the same expectations out of what we were doing or because I wasn't intentional about creating value or just achieving a result, you know? Uh, first of all, like just going to the first one, setting expectations is something that I just try to, every time I start a new biz dev conversation, every time I have a normal conversation, I, I think about what's happening in this conversation like what what is that person trying to get out of it and i'm not talking like in a it's not a selfish way but it's we always have expectations we expect uh, this conversation that we're having like we haven't talked about this but we both expect you to get like enough material for the podcast to be worthwhile you know just and i also expect like to have a great conversation a meaningful thoughtful conversation which i think we have already achieved I delivered. I win. I deliver. You win. <laughs> uh, I have a, a perfect gift for that. 
I'll, <laughs> I'll send it to you so you can put it in the notes. Awesome. Um, but that's the thing, like setting expectations. Just think of what are people expecting out of whatever we're doing. And it's just easier to know if that's something that you are able to achieve or you're willing to achieve. And just calling things off before before passing to the next stage, you know? And just the second one was intentionality. If sometimes when we start doing things, some things start falling uh, into its place, but by its nature, you know, like just meeting you and having a good conversation on, on Startup Week in Panama, like that was something that just happened because of the nature of things that, that, that we're doing. But you were very intentional on carry on the conversation, carry on the relationship. So the, those are the, my two main things. I don't know if I explain myself. Intentionality and setting expectations. I think definitely, and I, and I agree with you on, on on both of those. And I will say that I'm I'm very good at keeping in touch. So <laughs> you can you one of the things that people can expect from me is that I will keep a friendship going as hard as it gets. I will get it done because I'm really good at keeping in touch, and I never forget. You're like, oh, I'm in, I'm going to Colorado next week, and I like I see your pictures on Instagram, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna ask him how that was. Like I I remember I have a very good memory, and um, I'm glad that that you recognize that because sometimes it goes unnoticed. <laughs> so, but anyways, I, I definitely agree with that, that setting intentions, it goes along with setting expectations for sure. So one last double question. Are you ready? Okay. What are you worried about right now? And what are you excited about right now? I mentioned them together because they might be the same thing. Maybe they're not. That's up to you. And I think the answer is going to be along the same, uh, the same things, right? As I told you, like we are just, we've just joined the Texters family. And I'm very, very, uh, like right now, my professional uh, career is like a big part of my life, you know? So I'm very excited of everything that's going on. I'm very excited of the opportunities that this new venture just creates to our community in Latin America and the community in actually like in the world. Like now we can go from inspiration to IPO. And previously we could just go from inspiration to, uh, like scaling up and we had like with startup next. So for me, that's very, very exciting, but it's also like something that keeps me thinking up at night. Like how can we make this work for everybody? How can we make this work for community leaders? How can we make this work for my team in Latin America? Like we are the biggest office in the regions, like out of the U S we're the biggest office and there's different people involved. There's different intentions or different expectations. So that's something that I just try to, to think, how can we just align everybody, at least set up uh, an alignment between what we are expecting to do and what we want to do and what we can do and just being very clear with that and then just letting people see if this new venture or this new journey we're into uh, works for them, right? So that gets me very, very excited, but also I'm worried that we need to do this soon so people can can decide if they want to to join us or then be part of this uh, because we are a 300 community leader community in Latin America and those 300 community leaders uh, work with more than 15,000 entrepreneurs in Latin America. So the joint venture between Techstars and Open Global is something that that opens a lot of new doors, but could also not be as appealing to some people. So I just want to make sure that we give people the information and just the opportunity to decide if they want to, what role they want to take in this, you know? 
And, and thank you, Aldo, for sharing all that with us. I appreciate very much that it's a big thing to say. So the people that work with me work with 15,000 entrepreneurs in Latin America. And I hope that you realize your creative role in getting that done in the best way possible is creating a big impact. So thank you for sharing all of that with us. And thank you for being on the podcast. No, thank you for having me. It's been like, guys, if you heard guys and girls, if you heard me just saying something like I was just stating something out loud, it was probably because I was just coming into the realization of that thing that I said. <laughs> so, so thank you for taking me on this, this ride. I just learned a lot about myself. I hope it helps somebody, everybody. And thanks for joining us. Verbal brainstorm. I love it. You heard it, folks. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Aldo Aguirre of Techstars Global. I love how Aldo's found a way to channel his creative and entrepreneurial energy in a nine-to-five job. On top of that, he finds a way to serve others despite being quote-unquote constrained by a job description. Thanks, Aldo, for sharing all of that. I'll be posting more on where you can find him in the show notes. So visit marcelachamorro.com slash process for more info. And you, thanks for listening to Process. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful if you subscribed. Visit iTunes to subscribe so you'll be in the loop when we're back with more episodes next Friday. Remember to drop us an iTunes review too, please. If you enjoyed this talk with Aldo, I'd be so grateful if you left us a maybe five-star review. Tune in to our next episode of Process for more on managing the ups and downs of creating and making. I'm Marcela, your host, and this was Process. Process.